Welcome to the Christ Church Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christ Church, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from September 10th, 2023. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy upon us, and and write all these thy laws in our hearts. We beseech thee. We join our prayers with the Church throughout the world in the collect set for the 14th Sunday after Trinity. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise, Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated for the lesson. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not reveling in drunkenness, nor in debauchery or licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed this morning is Psalm 119, verses 33 to 40. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Yea, I shall keep it with my whole heart. 
Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein is my desire. O turn away mine eyes, lest they behold vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Take away the rebuke that I am afraid of, for thy judgments are good. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning to read at the 15th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you're not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This is the Gospel of Christ. Praise, Praise be to thee, O Christ. We make a confession of our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. It is imperative that we assume a posture of forgiveness. This is the primary lesson, I think, from our gospel reading. It is imperative that we assume a posture of forgiveness. And I think we will see this in two ways from just the first few verses, both in the need to confront sin so that forgiveness may be given, and then the particular posture of forgiving sin. So let's take a look. The reading opens with a simple exhortation, but the translation is a bit difficult. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. Our translation has made an interpretive decision to talk about church members when more literally it reads, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. This is important for us because it immediately establishes a familial context, a family of believers, a family of fellow Christians who are intimately tied together as siblings. Other passages will address how we as Christians are to confront the evils of the world. This is an internal matter. And why? What's the task of the one who is a sibling in the faith? Well, in this passage, it's to call his brother or sister to account for sin against him. That word here is something of a loaded word, typically translated as rebuke or prove wrong in the other Gospels, and it is directed at a person for a particular reason, sin. Now, in Christian context, sin generally means any unrighteous, evil, or rebellious act or thought against God or against others. But in this case, the focus is on those sins against others. The grammar makes it clear that the sin is against you. There's a wronged party with a specific and significant grievance. And what's the responsibility of the wronged party? To confront it. And in what way? Well, this brings us to the second point, a posture of forgiving sin. See, the context of our passage is quite important. It's preceded by a parable about a lost sheep, especially the shepherd who goes out of his way to find the lost sheep and rejoices over it. The message is clearly one of welcoming back the one who sins, forgiveness and rejoicing in forgiveness. And of course, after our passage, we have Peter's famous question along the same theme, Lord, if another member of the church, again, should be brother, sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Seventy-seven times, Jesus answers him. Peter is wondering about the extent of forgiveness, and Jesus responds to Peter with an exhortation to overwhelming forgiveness. This context demonstrates a distinct focus on forgiveness. And so the nature of the confrontation as it is further explained, must be seen then in this context. Uh, in other words, if somebody sins against you, go confront him. May he listen so that you can forgive him and regain your brother. 
If not, go with one or two others so that two or three have borne witness to the offense. The expectation is, of course, that he may repent and make it right so that you have regained your brother. But if he doesn't, only then bring it before the church. But notice something very important here. The church does not do anything, at least not explicitly. The command there is to the individual, the one who was wronged initially. It's a singular you. It never leaves the context of the individual. We are still dealing with the conflict between two people and the need for confronting and forgiving. And what's the end? Well, if your brother doesn't repent of his sin, you, the wronged party, should treat him as a Gentile and a tax collector. Now, of course, we have to ask, what does this mean to treat someone as a Gentile and a tax collector in Matthew's gospel? Well, if we take Jesus as model, the answer is decidedly not judgment. Rather, sinners are to be compelled to repentance so that they may be forgiven and welcomed as brothers and sisters, not held or judged by the law. Jesus says elsewhere, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. Now, to be clear, I do not want to mute or undermine or soften the consequences of continued unrepentance here. It's clear that without repentance, the person who offended is not to be treated as a brother. He is a Gentile or a tax collector, an outsider. And the intimacy of a shared faith is impaired. The unrepentant need the gospel, not fellowship. They need the gospel, not passivity or unconditional acceptance. But to the repentant brother, ours should be a posture of forgiveness. The whole point of the confrontation, the whole point of the process, the whole point is to extend forgiveness so that the relationship may be repaired. You see, friends, this is the gospel. May we be strong enough to extend forgiveness to those who have sinned against us. Why? Because we've been forgiven our sins by God himself through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself ties these ideas together, of course, in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Switching the order a bit, may we forgive our brothers and sisters who sin against us just as God forgives us in his Son. To put it differently, we who are forgiven must forgive. Now, it's not easy. It's costly, and that's the point. Jesus knows better than anyone what it costs to forgive someone who has sinned against you. And again, it's Jesus who actually gives this connection to us later in the Gospel of Matthew. The night before he gives his life on the cross, he takes the cup of wine and says, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. For what? For the forgiveness of sins. It is the shedding of his blood that brings about remission of sin. Whatever the cost to our pride, to forgive our brothers their sins against us, it does not compare. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, help us to forgive those who trespass against us 
as you have forgiven us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Charles, our king, Alexander, the president of the Republic of Austria, and the leaders of the nations from which we come, that under them we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto their whole counsels and to all that are put in authority under them, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings, the remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of His great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto Him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord Most High. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it 
in remembrance of me. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord and Heavenly Father, we, thy humble servants, entirely desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses, through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee. We give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesu Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord, thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, be amongst you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.